Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, welcome back to another episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. It's your main man, Ken Clark. And, man, we've been having a blast with some of these interviews, man. We had some of the JSU football Tigers on. And today ain't no different. You know, we continue in that wave. We got a special guest joining us today, DB Safety, John Huggins. What's up? What's going on, brother? Welcome no to Tiger Talk. man. Glad to be on here. I've been watching the show, so I look forward, look yeah, forward to it. <laughs> yeah, man. We had to get you on, man. We, you know, we, 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 we take uh, questions from our, our, our listeners and those that tap in, and, and they, they requested you, man. So, you know, I had to come and see if you can come on the show. And we appreciate you for blessing us with your presence. Appreciate brother. you, man. Um, how's everything going with everything you? Going, how's everything, everything going? Everything going well, man. Just looking forward coming into this, coming into my last year. Um, just trying to leave it all out there, man. I know I left a couple plays out there last year, and I feel like I could have did better in some areas. So just cleaning it up and getting ready for this big season. There it is, man. Well, you jump right into it. So we'll 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 dive, we'll pull a little bit more meat off the bone when it comes to that. I know you guys have been having a pretty action packed, you know, off season, man. Camp getting ready to start, man. So I know you're ready to get rolling. Uh, when when you guys get going? Uh, I think we start Friday, man. We I think we got conditioning test Friday, and then the ball starts rolling on Monday, and then you know all eyes on FAMU. So ready for that game, man. Versus. Hey. There it is. There it is. So before we jump into all the, you know, the good stuff, I always like to get the school stuff out of the way. You just mentioned this your last year, so this will be your last football year. Yeah, I got year. two years of eligibility left, but yeah, this will be my last football year. Plan on leaving it all out there on the field and even the rest of God's hands, man. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, got two years of eligibility, but you're trying to, like I said, this your money year, man. I see a lot of that. COVID, COVID changed a lot of things with just eligibility and you know everyone kind of getting that extra year. I mean, it's cool if you do need it, but I like the mentality that you're going into. You're going in trying to cash in now. Don't want to leave nothing out there. And uh, I want to get a little bit more out of that for our listeners and for those that tuned in and, and, and so they can learn a little bit more about you. You kind of like the the quiet, just blue-collared DB that just do mm-hmm. work. And we wanted to get you on so you can come in and kind of tell your story, man. So when is graduation for you? Are uh, you getting ready to graduate? Or yes, I graduated this spring, and uh, I got about uh, – 18 more credits left, so about seven more classes. So uh, I'll be done. I'll be done this spring. Nice, nice, man. So what was your major? I, I always – I know the NFL, XFL, or even USFL, we know professional football is, is more than likely NFL, the aspiration. But uh, talk to us a little bit about your <laughs> – I know, I know. <laughs> uh, what's uh? But what's your major though? I, we we'll get into a little bit of after football. You know, what, uh, my what, ma- you, what do you want to do professionally after you get uh, done? My football? major is interdisciplinary studies, so it's a mixture of really everything, uh, all kind of studies. And uh, I want to be a college coach, so I feel like playing football at a high level, uh, it it goes hand in hand with also you know having a bachelor's degree, and uh, I, I, yeah, that's my ultimate aspiration when football is all said and done. Now you got to say that a little slower again for for those. Say that one more time. Inter interdisciplinary studies. 
interdisciplinary studies. You know, somebody was going to hear that and say interpersonal skills training or something. You know how we, 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 you say one thing and (laughs) they say something totally different, man. But anyway, uh, let's jump into it, man. So I'll start here with it. I, you know, I've asked this question to uh, a lot of uh, your teammates. We've had three of your uh, defensive teammates, but you're our third defensive Mm -hmm. back. Uh, but before we even get into like the position and stuff and expectations, uh, one of my favorite additions to the staff this offseason was Coach Mo Sims, strength and conditioning yes, coach, coming in from uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, national championship winning Georgia Bulldogs. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, what he's brought to the table and maybe how things have changed for you guys in the offseason conditioning as you get geared up for this 2022 Man, season. Man, he's been big. He's been big uh, in regards to – our body, developing our body and being in shape, being ready for this season. Uh, I mean, he has a, he has a dog mindset. So I feel like uh, we can, we can incorporate that dog mentality into, into on the field and off the field, and especially in the weight room. I mean, ain't no joking around in the weight room with him. I mean, he's all about business. So it, it's been a good addition. It's been a good yeah, addition. We, hey, we saw something. Uh, I mentioned this to uh, Devontae Davis. We had him on the show uh not too long ago, he met, uh, we saw you guys out there running that vet, man. I hadn't man. seen that in a while. And uh, I want to get your take on it, man. What, how The vet is hey. big, man. For those that don't know, uh, we play in the, in the vet. Talk to us about, man, how it felt to run up and down them tough. stairs. I ain't going to lie. It was tough. I mean, it'd be hot out there. It'd be about 95 <laughs> degrees on a good day. So, I mean, it was tough. But uh, it's all good work, man. All work is good work. So, I mean, I'm glad that he came and he's a part of mm-hmm. our stuff and I'm ready to get the thing rolling, man. There it is. There it is. So as for you, you know, you participated in junior, you know, in the junior pro day on campus mm-hmm. earlier this year. Uh, tell us a, about your experience and how that went uh, for you. Ultimately, uh, I feel like I made the best decision that I could have made and participating in that junior pro day. Uh, I got to run in front of in front of guys and they got to see how I look and see how I can run and see how I can perform. And I feel like they like they saw so it was really beneficial towards me and, and my future. Yeah, man. Well, you know, word on the street was, man, you turned some heads now. That's why I had to ask you about it. You know, what's the what's that 40 time look mm-hmm. like? I you, I want to confirm that, you know, some of these rumors we've been hearing is true, man. Tell us what you ran in the 40, man. Come four, on now. 438. 438, man. 438. Is that your fastest, fastest time, time you've ever run before? Or is it, fastest time I ever better? ran. But I want to run faster. <laughs> oh my goodness man hey you know um so so what was it like you know with you you know playing with your former teammate from the florida gators man james houston who just got drafted he's our 100 draft pick man you know speaking of the nfl uh junior pro day um and what you hope to have gotten from it talk to us about what james houston getting drafted this past season meant to you and and and, and what you and that was big not, not only for us but for hbcus i mean uh when James was in the portal, I had told the coaches about him, and I was really pushing for him. Um, he's a great guy. All he needed was a shot. I feel like at Florida, he didn't get the shot that he deserved. And when he came here and uh, mm-hmm. we brought him in, and uh, the rest is history, man. He, t- he took control on the field. He, I mean, he was, he's a powerful guy. He's, a, he's all about work, too. So I feel like that's, that's my guy right there. But, man, uh, man. He, he's a great dude, man. That's all I can say. Uh, all, all the work, all the work he's put in. I know his family's really strong and behind him. <clears throat> and uh, 
He got everything mm-hmm. he deserved, and not only for uh, us, but HBCUs in general. Um, he set the standard, and I feel like there are going to be mm-hmm. a lot of guys coming in the next couple of drives. So he set, he set the standard for not only us, but everybody. There it is, man. It was He was one of four that was selected, and some of the things that you said, I, I kind of want to get your take. I know word was James was not just on the field doing his thing, but he was the he yeah. was the best that was that stood out at Detroit Lions camp. That was yeah. huge, man. I, I just love that sound sound bite. And, and for someone like you that been teammates in both places, and you know you know him on a more personal and depth and teammate level, you know when you hear something like that, is that how does that I mean, make I, you feel? You know. When you hear that motivates like me that. to the fullest. I mean, just knowing that it can be done. I mean, and it will be done. Just, just to see it from eye to eye, just to mm-hmm. start from somewhere and to see him grow and how he grew up. Not, not only as a player, but as a man. I mean, that's that's my guy. That'll always be forever my guy, and I'll always hold it down. And and that that's it's truly motivating, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Now you mentioned when he was in the portal. Let me ask you this: So you had already committed mm-hmm. prior to that because i know he kind of came in late i think james came around almost like july man when he finally joined the team man it was like in almost in middle late middle of the summer and uh you were you already with the team and everything and had been on campus yeah. and enrolled so and i reached think out to the coaches? He, he came and visited about i want to say a week and a half or maybe two weeks into me being on campus and then once he came to visit it was at one of them camps where all our coaches was out there and it was a, it was a, and it, it was one of them big camps where all it was a bunch of uh, NFL guys that came back, like Tyron Matthew, Demario Davis, a couple other guys too. So they, they mm-hmm. uh, gave him, gave him their their knowledge too to the game, and uh, I feel like that all played a part in for him making the decision to choose to choose us, and uh, that played a big role, and also him being to be being able to see see campus and get a feel for our coaches and get a feel for the culture. I think that's that's what really sold him. Right, right. I, I'll say this because um, a little off the cuff. One more question about James because this is one of the things I kind of mm-hmm. want to get your perspective on. You, he was, a, you know, he was a stand-up linebacker, mm-hmm. middle linebacker actually. And I went from watching him play in the SEC championship game, eight tackles. You know, against you know, I'm rooting for my, you know, my, you know, at the time Alabama, <laughs> you know, Crimson Tide. You know, and I remembered him. I remember 41, but when he got to Jackson State, the coaches mm-hmm. saw a gift in him. And they they moved him to edge rusher, and that's how he got drafted. So, did he? Um, did you guys have any conversations about his resistance to go from linebacker to, de- to, to defensive end? Did y'all have Man, any conversations about this. that? At first, he ain't like it. He he wasn't too comfortable about you know <laughs> being up in the highest coverage. But after a while, I feel like he noticed his potential, and I feel like he noticed what what he could really do at that position. So he knew he could excel at that position. So I feel like he just you know, fell with it and felt comfortable. Went comfortable, started being getting comfortable in that position. So, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, good stuff, man. We're moving right along. Um, Killer Cam, man, came on the show, man. One guy. of your fellow DB teammates. You know, he had a – yeah, man. That's one of – he's one of my favorites uh, on the team, man. Sure. Great personality. He made a statement, man, in regard to, you know, uh, we were talking about just, you know, high-caliber – guys like yourself coming in and uh, choosing HBCUs and transferring. Um, but he kind of made a comment and said, man, some of these transfer come in, man, they get nah, dogged. Sure. <laughs> I wanted to talk. 
But what I wanted to kind of talk to you about was we wanted to talk about, you know, ha- is there a gap? Do you feel like there's a gap? Not saying that we're ready to compete in the SEC. You got, you know, speaking of SEC, you got some guys coming in from big power five conferences like the SEC and other conferences. Uh, how far do you would, would you feel like there's a, a, a big gap from where you guys are or um, as opposed to you playing in Florida, now being at Jackson State? Speak to us and give us some perspective on what you saw at like a Florida practice versus what you're seeing now. In Honestly, I feel like our practices and their practices really are uh, really not. I wouldn't say the same, but uh, a lot of a lot of similarities in some ways. Um Really, the tempo and the speed and how we go about things, the seriousness of how we go about things, that's that's all the same. But I feel like what Coach Prime said, he hit it on the head with, when it comes to the big guys up front. I mean, normally you see when you play in the SEC, you got some 6'7", six, 6'8", six, 320-pound old linemen, which is more – you see it more on a frequent basis rather than when you come here. I mean, you got some prototypical guys, bigger guys too, mm-hmm. but – you don't see it at, on that type of level each and every Saturday, but I feel like that's that's the main thing. That's the main difference. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, it's still good football. We're still playing at a high level, and with all uh, of all the exposure and everything that's going on with HBCUs, I feel like it's going to get to that point where it's not going to be no fall off, and, and we're going to have big guys in the middle, and it's, it's going to be right. Hey, the best best uh, football team is going to win each and every Saturday. So. 100%. Absolutely, man. I mean, I'll jump right into this. Um, you made a you made a you made a good point, and this is something that we've talked about in a lot of like media spaces. We talked about it on on Twitter and social media. We've kind of thrown this word around, kind of the mm-hmm. word renaissance. We feel like this is a you know a, a, an HBCU renaissance. You know, we feel like um, we got a lot of top high school kids, you know, that are choosing HBCUs. A lot of top tier JUCO, as well as some FBS and Power Five transfers that are coming to HBCUs. And now that you're seeing that happening more frequently, now it's Tiger Talk and we are, we're not going to sugarcoat it. We know where it kind of started at. And I know a lot of people don't really want to say, oh, you know, Jackson State started it. But Coach Prime is a big figure that came to this space and he has really, um, I would say, skyrocketed the recruitment across the board. You know, you I'm, have you had a chance to really like look out and see what's kind of transpiring around you? We've had a lot of, lot of teams within the conference that have probably had the best recruiting classes that they've seen in, in I would say decades, man. So what is your takes on uh, your take on uh, kind of like this HBCU Renaissance in the trajectory? Mm-hmm. I know you spoke to it, but give us a little bit more context on. I mean, honestly, I about feel that. like HBCU football is only going to get bigger each and every year only because we're, we're getting more exposure. We're playing on ESPN week in and week out. And I mean, who wouldn't want to play on ESPN and who wouldn't want right. to be, you know, playing in front of, not only their family, but I mean, also their friends can come and watch and and watch them watch them at home. So I mean, who wouldn't want to be a part of something special? Yeah, I mean, as for Jackson State, we um, you know, this was something I was going to ask you a little later on in this interview. But since you mentioned that, we got ten games scheduled to be on TV. I, I say eleven for the season because when you factor in the one game that wasn't listed with Tennessee State Southern Heritage Classic. In Memphis, that game's I think that game with with Coach Eddie George and his staff and what they've done in the offseason, that game's going to be on TV too. So, eleven games that are going to be on the network where where we can you know consume I want to say eight ESPN games and and three two with two with HBCU Go and wherever the Tennessee State game. I mean that speaks to 
the magnitude of the, I would say the demand of HBCU football. So now you get to go out there every Saturday knowing that you're going to have a lot of eyes, not only in the stands, but you're also going to have a lot of eyes watching nationally because everybody's tuned in to Jackson State. So when you put that uniform on this year, man, how does that make you feel? Even even in comparison to kind of where you come from, you know, I mean, from honestly, I, I view I view Jackson State as as big of a brand as anybody. Um, uh, we like like you said, we play on ESPN week in week out, and it's, it's only it's only motivating. Honestly, I mean, I want to feed my family at the end of the day, so it has to be done. There it is. There it is. Now here we go. So, you know, recently we saw your name listed, you know, on the Reese's Senior Bowl watch. And I thought that was huge, man, because that's um, – I, 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 I'll go out on a limb and say this because, you know, we, we – you know, I don't mind whenever there's some someone that can – I'll say it this way. When you have those that may represent mm-hmm. Jim Nagy, i.e., the one that represents mm-hmm. the Senior Bowl. Last year we felt like – I felt like James Houston and, and some of the others – Antoine Owens, I feel like we had more than enough players that were capable of making that list. And he kind of came back with a statement saying, you know, well, whenever, you know, Coach Prime, he, he, he'll he develop some players that will be on this list. You fast forward, there's two lists, two names on that list, uh, yourself, Mark Pope. I thought that was huge, man, to see your name on that list. I wanted to get your take on that when you saw it and what your thoughts about that and kind of well, how, made me how feel they made great, Honestly, feel. that, you know, my work isn't being unnoticed. But also at the same time, I can't be too big on it because it's not no invite yet. You know, it's just a watch list. So at the same time, I know I gotta do what I have to do on the field to make sure I am in that ball game. So I just gotta handle my business, and it, it'll right. all happen. It'll all fall in place. There it is. I um, I'll say this, man. I think um, I think just in order to make the list, you gotta. In order to make the team, you gotta at least be looked at. So I think half the battle is there. Like you said, the rest is is how you go out and perform this season. And and I think, man, you guys are are primed for a phenomenal 2022 campaign, man. So uh, moving right along, one thing I did want to get your take on, you know, 2021, though, was a historic year for Jackson State football. You know, we finished 11-2, and two, uh, won a SWAC championship, first SWAC championship since 2007. Um how does it, in your own words, give me give me your take on, I'll say it this way. We won the SWAC championship, but we came up a little short in the Celebration Bowl in Atlanta. Uh, what's your thoughts on the season and how you guys finished uh, that year? Ultimately, that overall, I feel like we took a huge step forward. But, I mean, I, you know, we would have loved to finish on the, on, on the high note, but which didn't get done. But it was a huge step in the right direction, I could say. Um, it, it was just a stepping stone to – a dynasty that's getting ready to be created. Start now. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I mean, you swept the swag. So, you know, I know we get a lot of we get a lot of flack from some of our swag compadres. It ain't it's a lot of love, man. You know, a lot of love, but on Saturday, man, it's all it's all Jackson State, man. You know, but um you know, so probably an obvious question. I'll ask you this. Uh what are your expectations for this twenty twenty champs? Be cricket bowl chance. Those are my expectations. Mm. Get drafted and to have a phenomenal season. I'll leave it all out there on the field. Uh, just be, just be there with my teammates. Have fun. Enjoy this game, and you know, leave my mark. That's my expectations. Love it, man. Love it. 
you know, now, so your position mm-hmm. is listed as safety, right? So use that strong safety, safety free safety, safety honestly, safe, DB, 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 whatever. Say DB. <laughs> yeah, I see you, you know, you've lined up in the nickel sometimes, man. And I, we've even told around when we've done kind of like some of our position breakdowns. We like, man, John, with his size, he can kind of move up into that hybrid linebacker okay. position. We had some fun with it. But in your own words, tell us, you know, what where you feel most comfortable on defense when you're playing um, on Honestly, the field. Honestly, I feel like what what sets me apart is my versatility, like you said. I feel like I can line up anywhere on the field, like you said, in the nickel, at linebacker, at safety. I mean, overall, I feel most comfortable at safety, as you can say right now. But I, I'm also comfortable at linebacker. I mean, I can play a little bit of nickel. Um, I, can, I mean, I can do a little bit of everything, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, you. I don't, I don't know if you're gonna get. You might be lining up with some, <laughs> some wide receivers, man, with that four three speed. I mean, that's that's sure. that's cool, man. I, I like it, you know. But uh, but but speaking of, of like safety, like I said, we had your, you know your two previous DB teammates. We had we had Isaiah Bolden, we had Cameron, uh, Killer Cam on the show. But you guys added, you know, a lot mm-hmm. more depth to the uh, DB room. You know, we brought you we brought in Travis Hunter, obviously, the you know, number one player in high school. We brought in Greg Great. Jalen Hughes, Jalen Alexander, and the list goes on and on, right? So talk to us about the competitiveness that that exists within that position room, you know, because it's we don't know how Coach Thurman is going to play it. We, we don't know if we're going to go five DBs. We don't know if we're going to go forward line. You know what I'm saying? Talk about the competition mm-hmm. right now. I know camp hadn't started, but you see, you, you look around that room and you see what's in there. You know what you got to do to get on that field, man. So speak to us a little bit about from your perspective, how the DB room is. Man, it's a heck State. of a room, I can say the least. Um, uh, I mean, we got some shutdown corners, some safeties that are smart, that can that can do it all. I mean, I feel like every one of our DBs can play every one of, every one of the positions on the field at DB. But um, honestly, it's a lot of grit. I mean, it's, I feel like we know what we're capable of, capable of, and, I mean, we're the best DB group in the country, so I'm going to just leave it at that. I like yes, it. Sir. I call them DBU, you know. You guys are DBU to me, you know. Until, and it's going to be that way until somebody prove me wrong, you know. And I, So you got to make sure you sure. you support my claim, brother. You know, I don't have me out here looking looking crazy, gotcha. and I'm, I'm just teasing, but – uh. Um, how about how was how did how did it feel when you guys landed uh Travis, man? You know, you see that. I, I know what I felt when I first saw it, you know, number one player in the country, five star. I mean, you bring someone in like that. Talk about how you've seen him kind of come in and, and what it's been like playing with someone of, of I wouldn't say necessarily that caliber, but we've heard Coach Prime talk about his work ethic. We've I've seen the teammates talk about how he's handled business. In your own words, since he's a part of that DB room that you're a part of, give us uh, your perspective on on man, he's Travis. He's a grown man, an 18 year old body. Um, he handles business. He handles business. I can say the least. <laughs> I mean, he's always first in line. He's always asking questions, and uh, all I can say is he handles business. He, he does truly that, and I, I appreciate. Oh, my bad, my bad. Uh, yeah, but. But yeah, he handles business. No, you good. I um, see. He goes into work with the right mindset, you know, to get better each and every day, and uh, he leads by example. I mean, he's mm-hmm. gonna be he's gonna be one to watch for the years to come for sure. There it is, man. So speaking of uh, DBs, though, how is it 
that your position coach and your head coach are two, I would say, had two storied NFL careers. You know, I know uh, Coach Mathis was a phenomenal uh, defensive back in the NFL, and then your head coach being probably the greatest, not just DB, but probably the greatest athlete we've ever seen, man. How is it? Playing for yeah, man. How how is it playing for man, uh, those two coaches? I wouldn't want to play for anybody else. Uh, I mean, Coach Mathis, he, he's a guy that's gonna get the get the most out of you each and every day, from from the film room to the field, putting in extra work, mm-hmm. putting in extra time to the game. He's big on that. And through the X's and O's, I feel like my game has developed and a lot from from him just putting in extra time with me and uh, sp- spending them days. In the film room, I've been coming in after a lot over the summer, so I feel like that's why my game been truly uh, on an uptrend. And uh, Coach Prime, I mean, he's one of a kind, man. He's changing the game. He's changing the game, honestly. I wouldn't <laughs> want to play for no one else. Yeah. I love it, man. But uh, speaking of NFL, man, we always like to ask players about player comps. Are there any players that you have, you know, I wouldn't say necessarily favorite, but that you pattern your game after? I got a couple of players in my in mind for me, but I want to kind of get your take on Derwin James fan. Big Big Derwin fan. Big Derwin. Ooh. Uh, I mean, okay. I like Jabril. I like Jabril. I seen. I seen. uh, uh, I like Jabril. I like Jabril, but I'm a big Derwin's fan. Um. Just the way from his mentality coming into the game, he got a dog mentality. Uh, he's always coming to work, and uh, that's mm-hmm. why he's about to be the highest-paid safety in the game. Just he can he can do it all. He can he can cover tight ends. He can cover slots. That's he can facts. The edge, he can play in. He can play linebacker. I mean, he's versatile, and that's only going to help again. That's a, that, man, you went all the way to the top on that one. I think Derwin James is probably yeah. the arguably the best safety in the game, man. If you not, if, you know, I mean, I, I don't think we have to add much to that. I, and I, I agree. When it, when it's time to cut the check, man, he gonna get we gonna get one of them bleacher bleach, bleacher report ESPN yeah. alerts on that one, man. You you right on that one. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we about to write we 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 right at a month away mm-hmm. from the Orange Blossom Classic. All right, so. I had to save this as we was getting, because I know you're a Florida kid, man. You, you're getting ready to go back to Miami, yeah. getting ready to go back to the OBC. Now, last year, we won that game 7-6. And I feel like because we won that game 7-6, they, won, they hung their hat the whole season on the outcome of that game. And they felt many of them felt like if they played us later in, in the season, they probably could have got us, man, you know. What's your expectations going into this this FAMU team who supposedly have gotten better, this Jackson State team that have gotten better, and everybody want to see this game? How you feel about going back to Miami man, and play it's a against blessing, those man. Always a blessing to come home, be able to play in front of my family and friends. But honestly, just, we just can't let the game get too big, bigger than itself. I mean, we know who they are, but at the same time, we know who we are too. Mm-hmm. And as long as we focus on ourselves, I mean, the game is just going to handle itself. And I feel like we got enough guys to – you know, shut all that noise up that they got going on. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's mostly me. You guys handle the business. We 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 banter and have fun on Twitter, but we we talk a little smack. And then we we be in the concession stands, dapping it up, having fun, yeah, exchanging sure. numbers. It's all love in the end. But yeah, sure, you know, we we definitely want that win though. But outside of that game, are there any other games maybe you're looking forward to? I know we got um, – was that Bethune-Cookman that will be back in your home state. We're going to 
uh, Jacksonville for that game. But are there any Honestly, other games uh, that you're looking forward to? I'm just taking it week by uh, week, man. I mean, you just got to handle business each and every week. And at the end of the day, we'll be back in the cricket bowl and fighting for another ring. So I just got to handle it week by, week by week. So, yeah, man. There it is, man. I thought you was going to say Southern. I thought you were gonna say Southern. I know you, man. You had that was that was arguably that was statistically good. your best game down in Baton Rouge. That that turned out to be a rowdy game, man. Made a game saving, man. couple of game saving tackles, and you know I think you had your season high in tackles in that game. So I said, <laughs> man, John show up in the no, big moments, close. man. He was no, ready. Was I, lo- game, I love it, man. That was a hostile game too. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, you know they coming, so they come. They travel deep when they come to Jackson, man. So I expect, I told someone today, I said, man, I expect that game honestly to sell out in my opinion. I think uh, Swag Media Day was just around the corner and uh, a lot of the, the um, those that, a lot of the media uh, representation picked their size. They picked Jack State to win the East, Southern to win the West. I said, I know who'd be happy about that. The Swag would be, because that'll be a big time, big time game, man. For so, sure. you know, we got to get them again. They They was getting us for the past few seasons, but I, I sat there and watched that game on edge, man. And man. when we pulled it out at the end, I couldn't do nothing but laugh, man. So I appreciate that, brother. Sure. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> but anywho, man, we're going to get ready to close this out, man. We wanted to get you on, man. I appreciate you for coming on. But before we get out of here, man, we got to – so all of our listeners and all of those that are tuned in, drop your social media for all your all your platforms so they can come and follow you on IG. Sure, follow you can you follow Twitter. me. On Instagram at jhug j h u g g zero six. You can follow me on Twitter at jhuggins underscore twenty three. That's really all I'll be on. So you can hit me up on either one. All right, all right. Well, you heard it, man. Like I said, this Tiger Talk with the fourteen (laughs) hundred Club. We got Big John Huggins on on the show today, man. I appreciate you for for coming in and, 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 and giving us a little bit of your time, bro. I, I, all the best to you. I'm definitely rooting for you. And uh, I know you guys are going to do well, man. So, you know, as always, man, we, we ended with Go Tigers. Go Tigers. The I love, man. So, you too. Yes, sir. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.